Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Why I got you? You know, you guys are both here, and you've been working with Mike, um, and you call him the organizer, correct? Right. You call yourself an organizer. Now, I'm gonna assume that because DJing is an aspect in, in Mike's life, what is some of the organizing that you do or you guys have discussed in that realm of his uh, his life? So I I think. And I don't want to speak for him, but I'll tell you what my approach is. I think my philosophy, if I had one, is I would I would be someone who's like an intuitional organizer. Okay. And by that, I mean, you're going to tell me a whole lot of stuff or you're not. But I think I have the ability to pull out the stuff that's in between words mm-hmm. that actually means something. So a lot of times when you work with someone, you're thinking, well, what are you not telling me? What can I get out of what you're telling me that leads me to where we need to go? So for example, with, with him, he's an idea guy. He just is, he can't help himself. You know, There's some people who can't help falling down because they don't tie their shoes or you know, they forget to bring this with them or they forget that. He's the guy that's focused on a task and, and I don't know, I just had this great idea. So the key is, wonderful. You never want to stifle that creativity because you need to have a book with you. You need to put your, your great idea in a book and you need to keep it there so that when your time is available, you can flesh out that great idea. Hmm. You do that for a short period of time because there's clutter all over the floor. You want to pick this up, you want to pick that up. And so my, my DJ philosophy and what I want to do with DJ is this, wonderful. So, so where does that fit in sort of the pantheon of who Mickey is and what Mickey wants to do? Is it, is it a primary concern? Is it a secondary concern? Is there something you want to clean up? Is there something you want to do with in DJ business that's bigger, that's smaller? Do you want to open a club? Do you not want to open a club? You just explore as many different avenues as you can because what will always happen is someone's passion will come out. Mm-hmm. Always. So if someone's passionate about being a DJ, you can talk about everything else, but they're always going to circle back to that. And it's not, I'm assuming, I can't speak for any of you guys. Music is such an evocative thing that there's got to be some exchange of energy between a DJ and the people who are listening to what you're doing that's evocative, that creates a mood that in some respects the DJ's responsible for, maybe in, maybe in every bit, I don't know. But that's got to be a really powerful thing. So I think what we would focus on, it's like a high, I would imagine. How do you harness it, right? How do you develop your skills to read a room? So when four other DJs are doing every single mix under the sun, and people aren't listening, where's your niche? How do you read the room to know, maybe I'll do this? Do you trust your intuition or do you just go to a formula? I think that's probably the sort of stuff we would focus on. And then I would let him tell me. I would throw out the questions. I have a few questions. Um, <clears throat> one, when, when you said, write it down, do you mean literally write it down in a notepad? Because some people feel like that's a better creative way of doing something as opposed to just putting it in your phone i'm i'm a big believer in a notepad okay because if we're already we're not far from having phones surgically attached to our hands hands. (laughs) exactly it's just it's an enormous obstruction yeah uh and i i believe and i don't know other than what's in my life is it's a huge obstacle to any creative process because if you i can i'll give you a great example I was at a particular gym on a Saturday morning. There was a lot of pro fighters were working out and some amateur fighters and everyone's sparring and they go a number of rounds and then it's okay, break. What do you think after sparring a bunch of rounds? What do you want to do on your break? You want to get water, water right? Yeah. yeah. Towel down? Yeah. I can't tell you. Maybe two people got water. Me and one other person. There was probably 25 people. They all went to their phone. So what does that tell you about the society we're living in? How connected are you 
to who you are. So putting your notes in a phone, it's just another way of throwing it away. Mm. But when you have that tactile connection to a notepad and you're writing it down, you're writing it right here, mm. right? It's not going anywhere. It's, it's something you've created with your own body that you've written down as opposed to just putting it in the phone in your notes. Everyone knows. Go look at your notes. Oh my God, I can't believe I wrote that. That was probably three years ago. And I never did anything with it. Right. It just sat there. So I, I'm a huge believer. I was working with someone this afternoon and they said to me, you mean in a notebook? I said, well, where else are you going to write it? He goes, I'll put it in my phone. I said, no, get your lazy ass to the store and get a notebook. And, and that notebook goes everywhere you go. I have my notebook in my car. It goes everywhere I go. Yeah, I, I personally feel like I'm on top of my game no matter what I'm doing when I make notes. And, and unfortunately, it's in my phone, but I am more inspired to get a notebook now. But the fact that when I want to be, when I'm present and whether I'm out with my fiance or out at a show, I I make, I put it in the back of my head or I just make it clear to myself, you know, take note of what's going on. Or, or just be present and then jot that down and then come back to it as opposed to just not being present and just, you know, going about whatever's going on. Not to say like I'd be taking my focus off the show or my fiance, but I try and I okay, try so you're and, listening, Sam. She'll, she, she'll listen to this one, but <laughs> I try to, um, you know, highlight what's in, an, an important idea that came out because how often have we just said, oh, that's a great idea. I got to remember that. And then you're like, what the hell was that? Mm, I do that shit all the time. <laughs> but but when, I, when I'm when i on my game, it's like put that in your phone, in your notes, and then come back to it. Well, what you'll find when you do that is it leads to the next thing. Yeah. And then that leads to the next thing. And then next thing you know, you got this, 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 and you've got some sort of plan that was in your head or your gut all along. Mm-hmm. But you just weren't pulling it out not you personally, mm-hmm. but everybody. And you're not pulling it out because you're too interested in seeing some eight-year-old kid swallow a whole watermelon on right. Instagram, you know, or right. God knows what's out there. I need a link. <laughs> <laughs> but when you write it down, you're like, pulling it out. Real? So, so my, my sec, no, we're not going to get it. No, you We'll share the link after the oh when we hit our break. No, but, um, so my second question you told, you were talking to Mickey about reading the room. Now I, I took that, um, a couple different ways. There's what we have on the table of read the room as a DJ, see what people like and dance to, or are you telling him read the room from, as a bigger picture in the world of DJing, in the world of clubs, read the whole, read everything that's going on and make a move where you feel that you can be, you can create something that no one's seen before or just create your own lane to making Mickey go from X amount to double or triple. So I think it's it's really one question. Mm-hmm. And it's one it's one question in this regard. You know your strength. Mm-hmm. You know what's going to change the room and get the room to move. That skill set is going to translate to a more global room. So your ability to read the room, I think probably as a DJ, is really about trusting your intuition. Like I've been doing this long enough. I see what people are moving to. I see what people are reacting to. I'm not going to play straight Hall and Oates. I'm going to play whatever that the thing two was you played, you know, <laughs> that the people react to. Yeah. yeah. Right. But you guys know that, right? Because you've been doing it. I'm, I'm sure, like anything, if you're good at what you do, most important, if you're present in what you do, mm-hmm. you're going to know what people want. Yeah. You know, it's like you're in front of a jury. You're going to get the sense who's that juror that doesn't like me because I have a pig nose or I, my teeth aren't straight or my teeth aren't together or I'm tall. I got to know who that juror is, right? 
because that's the one I don't care about anyone else. I need to know intuitively that's the person I either need to fool or I need to manipulate or I need to get them to come around and say, hey, more people should have a pig nose and goofy teeth. You know, Mm. I'm going to do what that guy says. Mm -hmm. It's 100% the same thing for you guys, don't you think? When you go into a club, if everyone's sitting there and they're not moving, your job, right, is to get them to move, I guess. (laughs) It's probably get them to spend money too, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, And that's probably what defines your success, not necessarily how good you are. Yeah. You could suck, but people are going to spend money because they want to hear Candy Girl all night long. Uh, By New Edition? Well, <laughs> slightly. Well, well, slightly it's old. the only one I know. <laughs> it was a good shot. Yeah. Uh, but, but more than ever, it's, and DJs hate hearing this, especially the talented ones, but it's not so much about your skills. It's about your relationships and your, I mean, yeah, your relationships, whether it's buyers, bottle poppers, general admission or it's your relationship with the club owners people buy alcohol to sit at tables just how to explain the buyer pop- bottle poppers yeah he he told me about that <laughs> <laughs> wow it's a whole new world for you like there's what? a lot he's learning too he was like, what? <laughs> I was like more than 10 bucks are you kidding me? Think about, think about, think about <laughs> do you know what we would think be about doing? the upcharge <laughs> bottles is. for ten dollars <laughs> Pray for us. But, but I was I was stunned, <laughs> which is which is wonderful in this regard. It's it's just, it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. It really doesn't. It doesn't matter what your occupation is. If you are completely unaware of who you are, you're gonna suck. Yeah. It's just and it doesn't matter. If you're unaware of who you are as a human being, you're gonna be texting when you're on the 134. You know what I mean? Or the 10 or the 405. If you're unaware who you are as a human being, you're going to think everyone who's not dancing and not spending money is a prick. Uh, but if you're aware, like you, you have that notebook and you're present because everything comes down to being present. You're going to kill it eventually because you can't help but have that rise to the surface. Because yeah. people resonate with real people. Like if you're just a dick, and you're a phony, you're not going to hang around that person for too long. And I would imagine, like every business, there's probably a lot of dicks and phonies in your business. Yeah, it's full of them. A lot of them. But do they stick around a long time? Depends who they focus. Depends on um, the situation right. and the person. Yeah. Depends on if they get the real estate license or not. Is that a shot at Mike? No, oh. Mike. Mike had his before. I had my license before. No, I it's, that's DJ. just a trend. Like in, in our business, there's always a transition when you're over the club. No matter right. what male, female, what position you are, there's a transition when you just over the club. So there's naturally for our line of business, it's real estate. And I think that's a good uh, topic now, right? Because with most of the nightclubs in the country being closed, a lot of DJs who have only known this, right are forced to transition or it seems like they have a lot of time to vent about yeah not having work yeah um can you go into a little bit of what you could possibly say to somebody like that that's kind of so at the wall my answer is twofold one is that old-fashioned garbage no one wants to hear get a job right <laughs> Yeah, listen. So the, the, before we had this meeting or whatever, when we talked about having you on the show, and we were talking about certain things that we wanted to like talk to you about, and Joe was asking you because know, Joe doesn't was the one out of all of us that didn't know you personally, right? Um, and he was asking questions, so we could ask this, and Mike was like, he's just going to respond with, get a job. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you hit it right my, on the nose. My work so, here is so done. The, so re- the, reason, wrong. the reason why, no, and then I told Mike, I'll, I'll be ready for it, like, that's fine, but the reason why I brought you up, I said, and I don't think I called you a life, did I call him a life coach? I just said, uh, um, I think uh, you did we, call we him a could life have, coach. Mental yeah, yeah, coach. We didn't know any better, like that. it's fine. Um, but I said, look, I'm, again, I'm going through Twitter and there's a lot of DJs that are depressed. There's Christmas around the corner. There's no stimulus mm-hmm. checks. There's no clubs for sure that, well, 
for the most part, clubs are closed in most cities. There right. might be another shutdown. DJs just sound and look depressed. California, we, a we, we should, Calif- yeah, there's a curfew. So, you know, we should bring someone on that can, um, you know, inspire them one way or another, or, or just keep them mentally, get them mentally tougher to prepare for everything that's about to happen. Um, even though we've been going through it for eight months. So, so it breaks down, I think in a number of different ways, there's that old fashioned stuff you're going to hear, which I do believe in, get a job. And then the second thing is, how do you, like, where is your value? Like, is your value in being a DJ? Is that what your whole value is? Or is, or is your value in something else? Yeah. Is, is be, being a DJ the job that you have, that you love, but it's not who you are, right? So it's always hard to answer these questions because it's such trite garbage. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to tell you, well, you just need to take stock of who you are. You need to focus on what matters. You need to do, that doesn't carry the day. So really, I've been in those spots. I'm sure you guys have been in those spots. Tough times are always going to be here. They are. They're never going anywhere. But great times are always going to be here too. They're also never going anywhere. So you have to take a step back and you have to assess and I think in this day and age, and that really shows how old I am, but in this day and age, I question whether people have an ability to do that because we're so fixated. Fixated is not a word, so I'll go with fixated. <laughs> we're so fixated with that instant fix, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, like, where am I going to get that boost? Where's my self-esteem coming in? Right. You know, what, what am I going to, what am I going to do today to make me feel better? And if you, if you're able to step back and look at that quick fix, honestly, you're going to realize it's meaningless because there's only one person that can fix anything. Mm-hmm. Only one. And that's just the way it is. And that's, you know, that old saying, you grin and bear it mm-hmm. when you have bad times. Mm-hmm. Now it's just one of those times you just bear it because that's what it is. So if you know people who struggle, right? And you know people who take it on heavy and they're depressed. Those are the people you reach out to. Those are the people you talk to because more than anything, you need to eat. You need to have a safe place to sleep and you need to know at least one person loves you, right? Mm -hmm. You can build on that, right? That's a foundation. The hard part is that's not enough for a lot of people. And you have to ask them, well, what are you chasing? Because if that's not enough to get you through a tough time, I don't know that what you're chasing is real. I don't know that you're going to find it. Yeah. You know? And if we all have one person other than ourselves that actually loves us, like really loves us, and you have food on a safe place, then you can sort out your crap. And it doesn't mean that DJs, and and there's other people out there that are having tough times, it doesn't mean you have crap to sort out, but you got to come up with a plan. Because I'll tell you who's not going to come up with a plan is Gavin Newsom. (laughs) Amen. Or Joe Biden. Hit the horns on that. Because you know what? None of those guys care about you. None of them do. But you guys care about each other. Yeah. And you guys care about each other. And you guys know people that are struggling. So those people that are struggling are those people you're going to call, even if you don't like them. But you know they're struggling. Do you need something? Can I do anything? That takes two seconds, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the kind of stuff that can change a person's entire life. Someone telling me, not only do I not love you, I don't even like you, completely changed my entire life. Mm -hmm. And as cruel as it sounds, she was doing like the greatest thing in the world. She was being completely honest, Mm -hmm. which which comes back to get a job. Mm -hmm. 
You know, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to tell you you're not a great DJ. I don't want to tell you you can't be a great DJ. I'm concerned how you're going to feed yourself. Are you taking care of people? Is there people you're responsible for? Get off your ass and get a job. If, if you feel emotionally you can't do that, let's figure it out. Tell me what it is you need right now to get you past that hump. Because we don't know when the pandemic's ending. Right. Nobody does, right? So I would imagine all of you guys are finding more creative ways to DJ, right? Yeah. And I think we've, uh, I think the reason why it's also so important for us is most DJs and let's just not say just DJs, but there's a lot of ego involved in not doing what you're known to do. And it's hard to leave that behind um, and not bring it with you when you feel like everyone looks at you in that light. And then now that light is not there and it's hard for them to put that aside and not only ask for help, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But even to receive help is like you're in your own way of that. I think when, when you're coming from a world where we're on a stage, we're on a light, we're on a flyer, mm-hmm. we're getting the praise, the comments. And um, <clears throat> I think it's just one of those things where, you know, it's, it's getting there sometimes can be hard for, for others. And it's also very blinding because there's the EIDL loans. There's yeah. the unemployment. People have made more money. Or, I'm sorry. They've seen more money in their mm-hmm. bank account, than, not made. They've seen more money in their bank account than they ever have possibly. Yeah. From doing absolutely nothing. From doing nothing. And now that time is about to run up. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's terrifying for a lot of people. It is. That's one. Uh, you said two things that are interesting. Well, you said a lot of things are interesting, but I just heard two things. Um, it's very hard to ask for help. But what that says is who you are, right? Right. So are you, are you willing to let sort of a false pride prevent you from taking care of yourself? A lot of people are. Hopefully those people are surrounded with people who can reach them, right? And say, you're just whatever. You're just going to take this help. I don't know what to tell you. And then probably the more important issue that you brought up is some of these people are they're famous or they're seen in a particular light and that's how they've come to understand themselves there was a a famous writer in the 50s by the name of thomas merton and he has one of my favorite quotes he says what strange creatures we human beings are that we voluntarily choose to live our lives in the imaginations of others. Mm-hmm. So you got to ask yourself, is it more important for me to take care of me or is it more important for me to be seen as something different by all of these people? Mm-hmm. Those are, that's super difficult Yeah, to come to those places, especially I don't know if, if the, the unemployment's going to end or, or what it's going to do. But I think there's a lot of people also just brass tacks. I mean, you know this very well. Do they have any financial education? You know, do they not understand, I just got $842 or I just got $1,200. I'm going to buy that new pair of Nike I saw or Nikes I saw. Or I'm going to buy this shirt. I'm going to do this. This is going to look good. Really? Who's talking to you? You just got money for nothing that could run out. Why are you doing that? Why aren't you just leaving that in the bank? Do you really need something right now? Because no one's going to any clubs, right? So what do you need to look a certain way for? Instagram. Instagram. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> See, you go, y'all got killers, man. Y'all killers, but man. You better get one. So that was really, like on there. That was really good. Because when I said, what do you need that for? All you guys went, <laughs> and you all said Instagram. <laughs> Just to be jerks. Not so, close. but no, I think it's wonderful that you said it. Yeah. Because yeah. that, I think, highlights the, the issue. Yeah. That not just DJs face, that, you know, we all face. Right. And in some way or another, we all face it. 
But at its most basic, you got to talk. Like if they're scared and they're like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Right. You know, it's a bad time. Right. I wonder why you take that to Twitter, right? Is there not someone next to you <laughs> that you could actually talk to and get a response from? At least six feet away. Yeah. <laughs> With a mask on. Well, uh, I, I've said this before on uh, Twitter. If, if I would complain more, I'd have better engagement because mm. the guys that complain about every little thing or have something to say about every little thing get the most engagement and then they build little followings yeah. off that. And and now their word really means something because a lot of people are chiming in, adding to it, especially if you have pretty solid bookings around the country or you right. had solid bookings. Like if you have something big that people want, they're going to become little fans. And I don't even want to say like you have a cult following, but to some degree it is a following in. Another thing I wanted to add is uh, in regards to the ego talk. I don't know if this is the best way of looking at it, uh, but I've had this conversation with others where I say when this, at some point, I'm just going to stop DJing. Mm-hmm. And why Why do I care what these people think? Like, is there a DJ Hall of Fame? Like, even if there was, like, right. obviously football, baseball, basketball, they have Hall of Fames. You, as those athletes, you play to win a championship. And if you're lucky, you make it to the Hall of Fame. But you play for those reasons outside of million-dollar contracts. But with DJing, why why are we so hung up on, on how we look in the eyes of these other DJs or in these in the eyes of these bookers? Because, because when it's all said and done, I'm hanging up and I'm out. Yeah. I'm not, I'm all, I know for a fact, obviously not a fact yet, but I'm for sure, I know I'm not going to care what so-and-so says about me after I've hung it up, whether they say I couldn't hang, I couldn't adapt, whatever it is. Some people are doing it because they don't want to work nine to fives. Some people are doing it because they're just not good at anything else. And because they see you hang it up, oh, well, you know, he he couldn't hang or, you know, he he wasn't creative, you know. But there's so much stock put into the ego aspect of it and and pleasing others. But again, when it's all said and done, why why would you care? Because a lot of us, I think a lot of DJs are also getting to that point where it's just like, I can't keep up with the music. Yeah. I'm not feeling hip hop. I'm not feeling house. And I'm, I'm just bored mm. when I play this stuff or I don't have as much fun when I play 90s hip hop. So at some point, I got to check out. I mean, I know I, that was a lot to be said, but I feel like a, that all that goes into a day's worth in Twitter. And I keep referencing Twitter. That's just where I see the conversations happening. I, you know, I have my own, mm-hmm. but that's where I see where a lot of DJs' concerns are. Or, so, or they don't say it, but I see it as a concern that <clears throat> because they're saying all these crazy things. It, can I jump in real quick? Yeah, I was going to ask both you guys. What do you think about what he just said? So I think that DJs invest too much in just DJing. Mm -hmm. Like when you really think about what your goals are or in life to get to where I want to get, because I can't speak for anybody other than myself learning that. And a little late, but I learned it. So, (laughs) um, but I can't speak for anybody else and I can't, set goals for you or other people, not you specifically, but I, you can't speak for others. And mm-hmm. I think my version of success is continuing to utilize and set stairs or steps to get me to the next step. Sure. Whether it's DJing or something else. To me, DJing is just a step. Sure. I agree. Like, and unfortunately I think for a lot of guys or girls, the top of the stairs is only DJing. Yeah. And that's the problem. When you're tunnel visioned in a, in a, in a career, then it's hard to see the other opportunities that you've created by doing those steps. Yeah. At some point we always talk about, I want to level up and you're so caught into getting to the top level that you can see that there might've been another elevator that goes a little higher. Sure. And so 
I think when from and again, only speaking for myself, when I realized that there was other things I could do that the I don't think this store would have been as successful if I didn't know all the people I knew in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Or if I had all the friends and all the relationships that I've created over time, all of that translated into this. And then having this created relationships right back in that same world yeah. that of people who would never talk to me or look my way. And that didn't matter. It's all transactional. Yeah. But it created other opportunities. And by meeting those people were other opportunities. And I think I never looked at DJing or the store or retail as I got to be the best in any of those things. Or as an end-all be-all. None. Right. I mean, and I think one thing that finally hit me right now that I was thinking about when we were, you were saying something earlier was in, in, in regards to the get a job part, how many, and I'm for the sake of just, we consider financial success, success mm. too often. Mm-hmm. How many billionaires were made after 35, 36, 40? All of them? A lot of them. <laughs> Most of them. Most. Right. Oh. She was born That's in Good point, money. Sean. Good engagement. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the reality is like, how many of them... <laughs> How many of them were made so late and they didn't find their calling or who they are until what what most of us DJs would consider the end of our career? Yeah. So this might, you know, it could be a distraction from where you really need to get or it's the step that you don't even know that you have. Uh, Rel? I think, I think my question on both of, you know, what they both said would be, how do you learn to realize that there's other options? You know, how do you learn to be aware? That's what you were saying earlier. If you're, we're not aware of who we are, we're not we're going to be miserable, right? How yeah. do we learn to be aware? Mike said it earlier where DJing for him is just a stepping stone. If, let's say I'm a DJ or I learned, I learned the skill of DJing, right? I happen to learn the skill of DJing. I realize that I'm really good at it and I've become somewhat successful at it. Mm-hmm. To me... I'm speaking hypothetically. I'm not speaking specifically about me. But to me, I'm speak, I'm thinking, this is it. Like I can, I can do this. I don't, I'm not aware that there's other options out there for me. I'm not aware that I can do X, Y, and Z that's tied into this. I'm not, I don't realize that this is just a stepping stone. You know what I mean? To me, this is it. Like, how do how do I become aware that, oh, I can do more with this? I can go on. This is not going to be, I gotta hang this up eventually. No one's going to want a 55-year-old DJ in the club. I, <laughs> no offense, man. No, 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 no offense. offense. No, no, no. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like, jumped up. <laughs> so I think that's my question is how do DJs who are unaware practice something? You know what I'm saying? You made the point of get a, go, get a job. You know what I'm saying? You get a job. We're, we're in this pandemic, right? No one's working as a DJ. Right. We all got to get a job. Right. Right. I will speak. This is personally for my fiance and I. We're both DJs. We were working successfully when this pandemic happened. We had to physically go get a job. Right. We went and did that. No question asked. Yep. You know, it only took a month for us to be like, okay, this is going to be here for a while. We're going to get a job. How do I get in that mind state, that mindset where I'm not negative all the time? I'm not. I try to tell myself I should be thankful that I have a job. There's not a lot of people out there. But I'll be lying to you if I didn't come home every other day saying, fuck this job. I think it's really important that you just said that. And it, it, it's critical because it's honest. How many people do you meet? And, and we'll circle around to yeah. the question. But how many people do you meet say, I'm really grateful. And they're so freaking bitter. Yeah. Mm. Or they're so angry all the time. Well, that doesn't sound like gratitude to me. That just sounds like something you say. Because people will think you're a mystic or you're, in, or you're a life coach. You know, you have the recognition to be grateful. Influencer. I, I think it's more important that you say, I know I should be grateful, but I hate this job. Yeah. And I don't want to do this job. But the next step is you're doing that job. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Right. So what that means is you're aware. Mm. You may not be aware of the next step you need to take because maybe that next step isn't there right now but you're aware of a fundamental step you have to take 
to make sure you guys are eating, right? Mm -hmm. To make sure there's a roof over your head. And then the next step comes because here's what happens in this time period, right? While you're not DJing, your mind is not so focused on one thing. And I'm not saying that it was, but let's say that for purposes of this discussion, it was focused on DJing. Yeah. Well, now that it's not, you know, and you're doing whatever you're doing that you don't like, it's making you think. But I guarantee you, you're not just thinking about DJing. Oh, I guarantee you you're thinking about DJing in conjunction with something else mm -hmm. and how to enhance your DJ thing. Or I've been to this bar, this bar sucks. I would do this, 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 and this way. So what's happening is your awareness is broadening because of the pandemic, mm -hmm. right? And you're not stuck in that position where you're DJing. You're like, oh man, I'm really good at this. I'm making money, I'm making money. I'm good at this, I'm making money. I what else are you doing? The next thing you know, five years go by and then seven years go by and not you personally and you made a lot of money, but you have a dollar eighty-seven in your bank account, you know, and you drank a lot of booze and you went a lot of places, but you're not set up. Sounds like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty <laughs> accurate. <you're> in, <laughs> at a certain age. Yeah. Because Still a certain age. <laughs> because you're not present. Right? Yeah. Right? So he he hit the nail on the head. And that's what it all really is. And then at the risk of being really sort of new age-ish, everybody needs silent time. Everybody, yeah. everybody, every day. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you sit down for 10 minutes and you just try to count to 10 over and over. I would ask all you guys do it tomorrow. Yeah. Tell me if you can get to five. You'll be one. We should have pizza set. <laughs> Man. Oh, damn it. One, two. I hope she paid the DWP bill because I'm not paying that. I'll, I'm not paying that. <laughs> I'll guarantee you. Man. Try five minutes. Just five minutes. Set your timer. Go somewhere where it's just you and count, right? Because here's what happens. If you're really disciplined about it, that five minutes turns into maybe eight minutes. And that eight minutes turns into 20. And then 20 turns into an hour. And the stuff that's coming into your head that's A, beneficial to you, who you are as a person, and B, is beneficial to the people around you in terms of your own personal satisfaction. It's, it's shocking. I haven't met anyone who hasn't stayed on that path mm. and been like, whoa, I can't believe how much clearer things are, how I can see the day better, how I got rid of all this garbage. Mm -hmm. The key is you got to start, not you personally. I mean, I think everybody should, but you have to start somewhere. And some people just aren't ready for it yet, right? Yeah. So get 60 seconds or get your notebook yeah. and start. I'm going to do this today and see where it goes, Yeah. right? Like there's that, gosh, what's that book? Think and Grow Rich, is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he has, he has that bit. Napoleon in, Hill? Yeah, yeah, or yes. Yeah. I was going to say Kaufman. He was a running back. Uh, <laughs> he has that bit at the end of the book where he says, you know, you imagine all your great mentors around you and you sit down and you have a conversation with them and you think that's the dumbest thing I ever heard, but do it and see what happens. And it's not just him who's done that. I mean, there's religions across the world and all kinds of psychology experiments that start, you know, your dad passes away and your dad's a prick. And you sit down and you have five minutes of quiet and you start having a conversation with him about what a prick he was. Mm -hmm. And he talks back to you. And then you actually have a conversation. You're like, what? Yeah. There's no way that just happened. But all that stuff's inside you, all that awareness. You just have to be willing to take that step, like mm -hmm. that notebook. You write yeah. stuff down and then it grows and it grows. Well, it doesn't grow. It's already there. It's already there. Yeah. You're just not pulling it out, you know? You're now 
well, guarantee, I can't really guarantee because I don't have anything to guarantee, but <laughs> I'm sure you've got a plan. Oh, yeah. When the pandemic's done, right? Oh, yeah. And it's not just DJing, right? No. So you're aware, you know what's going on. You're not just paying the DWP bill, right? No. So, and I know for you and the stuff we've worked on, I mean, to back up, I think the critical step in any kind of development for all of us is I think goals are silly. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. You are either living the life you want to live and doing the stuff you need to do to get to the point you want to be doing the things you want to do on a regular basis, or you're not. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. So if I wake up today and I say, man, I'm thinking about nine months, I'm going to be like the best life coach ever. I'm really going to get it together. Look out, Tony. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that guy. Uh, <laughs> Expound. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> but the, the key is, if I do that, I'm never getting anywhere. I'm not living the, for lack of a better phrase, I mean, I'm not crazy about this phrase, but is it the best version of what I'm supposed to be? You know, I'm not. So let's say I don't have any clients right now, or I just swept a bunch of them out. That doesn't mean I'm not doing the work that I think I'm on the planet to do, right? Because there's books out there that I could be reading. There's plans I could be formulating. You know, there's people that need to eat. I'm able-bodied. I can go help make sure those people get food. I can deliver food. There's any number of things I could do that strip that goal away and force me to live the life that I think is the best version of what I'm supposed to be. So you're either doing that, then goals are irrelevant because you know what? You get to where you want to be. It just happens. Or you sit back and say, I'm going to be a heavyweight champ of the world. You know, (sighs) I'm going to go to the gym soon, but that's the guy I'm going to be. You know, you're either doing it or you're not doing it, which all comes back to that old, that old man stuff. Get a job. Nobody wants to hear that. I don't want to hear it. I had to take some legal work this year. Oh, it was horrible. (laughs) It was something I thought I would never do again, but you got to do what you got to do, you know? And I'm not unusual in that regard. You're not unusual in that regard. So for, for the people that are suffering, and there are, you got to be honest about what you're suffering about, right? Are you suffering because you're not eating? Are you suffering because you don't have a roof over your head? Or are you suffering because, you know, 150 hot girls and guys aren't dancing to your music? So where's your suffering, right? That's the question. Mm. And then you can be real, right? So if, you, if your buddy's telling you that, you know he's eating, and he, he may not be driving a nice car, he might be driving a car, he's getting from A to B, he's able-bodied, right? I don't know where the suffering is. It could be emotional. That doesn't mean it's not real, but then at least you could focus on that. Yeah. I don't know what question you asked me. I'm sorry. No, I mean, <laughs> well, I think, I think, I think the, uh, I think the counting actually, because I asked what, what we can be practicing. Right. And I think the, the counting, when you were saying, just take some time to yourself and see if you can just do it for 60 seconds. or I mean, I think that's great. Obviously the notepad that um, you were talking to Joe about, is great. Like these are things that I, these are tools that I think people can take with them and at least start somewhere. It's I, it's true. Yeah. Can I tell them the Rolodex thing? Yes. Okay. I'll make sure I'm not giving away anything. I'll, I'll, on, I'll on s- send you a check for the Rolodex thing. Okay. <laughs> no discount. No discount. No discount. <laughs> so uh, no, only because I think it applies to your question in some sense in regards to how can you identify the opportunities that are there. Yeah. And one of the practices that Matt had me do like week two or three. Right. uh, Was write down every single person that I know that like, and and Rolodex is an old contact book for those that (laughs) we have young listeners. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell is a Rolodex? (laughs) I had to explain it. Sorry. Oh, but you man. know the contacts app used to be on paper, and you yeah. had to. And so you anyway, it. 
Yeah. He would, but he would, he told me to physically write every single person I knew. And just the name, just the name. Mm -hmm. And then how my relationship with them can affect my future. Mm. And it sounds, it's kind of got that like, I don't know, maybe like a bad angle. What can you do for me? What you can do for me, right? But you're not looking at it like, like, to take advantage of yeah. those but just yeah. their doors mm-hmm. and you never know when you're going to need to walk through that door and it it can open another thing the the thing that i was most guilty of just to give a bit of a testimony to to the work that we've done together or that matt's helped me kind of realize is that well first and foremost when when we got started i woke up every day um, not thinking of what to do, but to figure out which fire to put out. Mm. And it felt like a room full of fire. Mm. So I didn't know where to go first mm-hmm. ever. And then um, we did some practices and a lot of writing, um, some on notepads, some on whiteboards, and then just got a scope of everything. And then it just became, like he said, naturally every week there was a level of accountability for me that i needed to get something done if it was one thing i mean there's been times i've definitely missed my homework (laughs) but but it's it's never what the fuck is wrong with you it's that's okay but this is why we need to do it Mm -hmm. so now let's do it and um that was really important for me to understand and learn and get accustomed to to get to where I want to get. Um, and I was definitely guilty when I wrote the Rolodex thing. I would literally come with a new company idea to him week mm-hmm. after week after week. And I was always like that, but I would never act on it. Like it was just an idea. Like, oh, this is a great idea. Yeah. Like, and then I would just let it go because I'd write it in, a, in a, mm-hmm. my phone. And then there's probably two to three now in rotation that could change my life. Yeah. It's really exciting for you. I mean, for me, it's really, (laughs) it feels great. It really feels great to see it. But I just felt like it was important to speak that out loud because his work is like, I've seen it. Yeah. Right. And, and, and sometimes it's simple stuff, but you're just so in your own way Mm. in life and consumed by your problems mm-hmm. that aren't really problems. So that's a big part of his work. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Matt, I wanted to circle back to something that when we talked about living in an instant world, mm-hmm. like we want the idea to come, the, the idea that's going to change our life or the next step to come, and it doesn't. Well, then it's like, now what? And then you, you feel like shit and, you know, you kind of want to give up. Yeah. Um, well, and, and feel free to jump in and agree or disagree with me. But what I've learned um, that works, well, what works for me is I've, I've learned that idea is not just going to come as soon as I ask for it, like, like a genie yeah. in a bottle. But what I've learned is exercising the creative to get to that, I, to get to that next really good idea. So I continue to put myself in a creative position or think creatively, taking notes um, of, of, what's, of what I want to do or what I am going to do, being organized, because when you're organized, you get things mm-hmm. happen faster. But, but I noticed that as long as you're exercising your creative, then your creative becomes stronger mm-hmm. and the ideas become better. That's true. I, I 100% agree with that. And I think the key is in what you're saying. A lot of people do. I'm just going to associate with successful people. I'm going to be. Hear with, that all the time. Yeah, I'm going to do this. But guess what? Successful people are successful 99.9% of the time because they busted their ass, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have the real question. This is the hard question. Like this is, this is a personal battle I have. Um, 
how I define success, I will guarantee you is 100% different than how you guys do, right? So for everybody, success is going to be different, mm-hmm. right? The problem is there's a universal definition out there that everybody is willing to jump on board with. And it's usually, well, he or she has a lot of money. They're really successful. For me, that doesn't work. Because I think at the end of the day, nobody wants that feeling that they haven't done enough. And there will always be money. There just will. There'll always be money. You can lose it. You can find another way to make it. But are you going to have, it's very hard for me. I don't know how to define it. Are you going to have that feeling in your gut? Mm -hmm. Like it's a sense of completion, you know, like, man, this was a good day. And I would be willing to bet for most of you people, for everyone here, that when you've had that feeling and it's been really solid, guarantee it's not related to money. I guarantee it's related to a relationship you had, Mm -hmm. a conversation you have with someone you're really close to, someone you were able to help. But when you make a lot of money, you don't have that feeling. You have, yes, I'll put this in the bank, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. But you don't have that same feeling. Mm. So when you're talking about success, I think you have to define, not you personally, everybody has to define what that success is for them, right? And I, like I can give you an, an example, like working with Mickey every week. I want to talk about branding, right? Every week. And I never do. It's not because I don't want to. I just genuinely get excited about what he's doing, right? Because I see that the, the progress, progression he's making. It's hard not to get excited about that, right? So I, for me, I feel like that's, that's not my personal success, mm-hmm. but there's someone's success I'm getting to watch and it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And, and they'll tell you, they, I don't know who they are. There's a lot of books that I've read by certain authors. They tend to be, I guess you would consider them spiritual. I don't know what that means. But there's that old phrase, it's a Buddhist phrase, appreciative joy. If you can appreciate the joy someone else has, Mm. you're going to start to have that same feeling yourself. So it's almost, it's not automatic for me, but I do get excited when someone's happy. It's hard not to get excited when someone's happy or when something really good happens for them. So when you are focusing on the creative, right? Yeah. That's not the only thing you have to be focused on. You also have to be focused on how am I going to pay the bills this month, right? So I think the path that you have to walk as a DJ, well, I suspect you guys can speak to this, is you do have to have the creative. But if that's all you have, I don't know how you don't burn out and how you don't worry and how you don't send out tweets and how you don't say (laughs) this is miserable. Yeah. Because that other half of your personality is neglected, Mm. right? And everyone has it. I don't care who you are. Everyone has it. So you're going to be creative, but you got to take care of yourself. Because you know what? Great ideas don't put dinner on your table. They do if that other side of your personality is pushing them, right? Right. So great ideas mean he goes through his Rolodex. This is a guy that I think can help actualize this idea. And then my value is the idea. His value is the mechanics he puts to that idea. So he's getting both sides going at the same time, right? And then for me, the phrase that I like to use, because as a young man, it was the only time I ever had success in academics or sports or whatever. If you do not have a focused accountability, you're always going to be in the same spot, always. If you don't have the ability to say, that's my mess, I'm sorry. 
or if you don't have the ability to get up and say, I gotta get this done today, but I don't want to, but I'm gonna do it anyway. That's how you progress. It's just the only way to progress. I don't know if sitting around and telling yourself you're wonderful, that's great, but that's all you're doing. So you don't need to spend $10,000 to go see Tony Robbins to get you jacked up to go home and tell yourself how wonderful you are. Yeah. Being wonderful is a lot of work. It's not just saying it. Because if, if that's what it was, there'd be a lot of wonderful people around, right? Yeah. And there are a lot of wonderful people around. Well, you know, I'm, I'm with you on all that. But what do you say to the people that say it's just the energy in the room? something about the energy that I feed off of. Okay. So you get two responses. You get a prick response, right? <laughs> and the prick response is, that's great. So that's two days out of 365 days. Right. Tell me about that energy, the other 363. Yeah. That would be my response. Yeah. And then the second response would be, geez, I don't know. If you're willing to get hooked on that, to have someone else create your own positive energy, you have bigger problems than going to see Tony Robbins, yeah. right? You got to be able to do that for yourself. And, and if you're not, that awareness like we're talking about, I think that comes from some innate dissatisfaction that we have. And if you ignore that, you're not aware. But if you know there's more for me in this life, then you got to start paying attention to that. doesn't mean you can't be a DJ forever. You'd be the greatest DJ ever in the history of forever. But you got to recognize that's where you are. And that's the only thing you want because then you have to be and you have to have focused accountability if it doesn't happen. That decision was on you. And you have to sit with it, right? Yeah. Well, maybe you have to take the next step. I mean, that this whole part of whatever it's called is it has to be honest. Like conversations have to be honest, like between him and I, when we talk, it can't be, how are you today? Oh, I'm good. Oh, that's great. We can do later. Oh, wonderful. You're so good. <laughs> I'll see you next week. You know, they, they can't be that way. Yeah. It's gotta be okay. It's the first of the month. Get your whiteboard out. Yeah. Let's see where those bills are at. Right. Yeah. And let's see how you've tackled this and how you've tackled that. Okay. What's that thing that's hanging out there? When you go to bed at night, when you go to bed at night, yeah. you don't have to say this out loud. You, 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 you put your head down and your eyes closed. Where does your mind go? Pay attention to that. Yeah. Like if it tends to go to that same place, then something's telling you, man, I got to deal with that. Right. How many of us don't do that? How many of us have the TV on when we go to bed or the radio or music or a podcast, you know, probably a lot of people. Well, if you got all that noise, how are you supposed to hear what you're supposed to hear? That's why that five minutes of not saying anything yeah. and not being around anybody is so important. Mm. In, in regards to, um, we'll, we'll get out of here after this, but in regards to awareness, I think a lot of people's excuses are, okay, I'm aware and now I'm inspired. Where, but then if they're not inspired, they're not, they don't want to push them to wake up and do something, right? Yeah. So do you, if there was a metric, if, if you say awareness level 10 and not inspired zero, where do you think they need to be at level 10 all the time to continue to get shit done? Or can they be balanced and and not be so high, not be so low. Like, where do you recommend they be on the spectrum of routine, getting stuff done every day? I think you always have to be balanced. I think, and he can tell you, and we, we've taken it incrementally, right? Like, we're going to talk about business, and we're going to talk about what needs to work here, and what needs to work there, and what needs to work here, and you know, in some respects, I have an advantage. Like it's the one time my law degree has actually paid some dividends because I can understand some of the language mm -hmm. that he needs to talk about. But okay, but it's not just business. Like what are your workouts like? What are you doing in your workouts? Okay, good. Well, tell me what you're eating, right? What time are you going to bed? 
What time are you getting up? What do you do when you get up? Yeah. What do you do before you go to bed? Uh, do you eat this after eight o'clock at night? Tell me about your mom and dad. Are they okay? Do you worry about them? Do you not worry about, how about your brother? Is everything good there? Your relationship, how's your relationship? Do you have this going on? Do you have that going on? And it's not to tell tales out of school at all. It's to get that whole picture. Because nobody is one picture. Nobody. So what you're talking about, we all know that hyper person that drives us crazy, right? You just wish they would have balance. I think what you're talking about is balance. Everybody should have that. Yeah. You know, and that's, I mean, it's like it always comes, it always comes back to the same thing. Is are you looking in the mirror or is the volume around your life so high yeah. you can't hear anything else? And let's keep going on and on. It's like you said about being a DJ. How are you defining yourself? That's really the first question you got to ask. Because then you'll probably get a pretty good sense of why you're miserable, if you're miserable. Because I'm, I'm the greatest DJ ever, but I'm not DJing. What else do you have in your life? Is that it? I hope not. Yeah. And what are you saying about that guy, 69? Six nine, whatever his name is. I've been he's trying a, to ask you that for the past hour and a half. <laughs> we'll end it there. <laughs> Just saying, we're we're he's beyond our age of a demographic. He's making music for. Yeah, it's just it's just an artist that we we just can't that stands again, out. We can't resonate that we with. would not be able to. Yeah, because he's interrupting live Hulu. Every time you want to turn on football, that guy's picture comes up. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know who the hell he is. <laughs> I would rather Marketing, watch. Marketing wise or branding wise, he's a genius. Is <laughs> he think really? about it? Like, is he I'm, popular? I'm, he's yeah, everywhere. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's why every time he's you turn like the TV the, um, on, you he, see him. He's like the hip hop version of Trump. He's very divisive. So he's he, not he, a tragedy story. I'm no, not being facetious. Is. I thought like he was a real, like a real life, you know. This happened, that happened, something terrible happened. Because that's the way it's presented. Um, he he just, he it's more, it's probably for the first time ever, it's more about the individual stirring stuff up than it is about the actual music. Mm-hmm. Like his music sucks and he'll tell you his music sucks. But that's not why people are so engaged with him because of all the shit he talks, the antics. He People's, talks trash, then yeah. he has 10 security guards around him. And and so people, you know, he, he, but he knows what he's doing. He knows how to piss you off. He knows how to push your buttons. He knows how to engage. And then mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. he knows, and then his fan base will protect you or will protect him from you. So it's just that constant, it's it's like Trump. It's Trump you have Trumpy. it's you have Trump people and then everyone against him. And the Trump people are gonna live and die with whatever he says. It's a train wreck you can't look away from. Yeah. I'm gonna go home and watch it. <laughs> don't no don't I won't yeah no you're gonna lose brain cells <laughs> I only have seven left <laughs> uh, before we get out of here um, globalization wait before we get out of here before Matt stands well I was uh, gonna send him off after that but oh okay, I was go gonna ahead. say where can they reach him please please please. You, oh. are you on social media no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, are you selling a book <laughs> no <laughs> that would be great no, I have written time. one I've written a couple of screenplays oh nice and a couple of books that have all gone nowhere um, <laughs> it's at Matt K M-A-T-T-K Vengadores V-E-N G-A-D-O-R-E-S Gmail at gmail.com yeah at gmail.com so mkvengadoris at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think it's against my own best interest. Other people have said, I'm just not that social media guy. Yeah. I'm just not. It will go where it needs to go. Yeah. I believe that. It always has. You also um, created a difficult email to remember, but we'll talk true. about that later. It's true. That's where I got to jump in. Yeah, <laughs> that's where you can handle it. What, what's the... Um, the- it's going to go mklifecoach at gmail. easy I bet you get more inquiries it's taken (laughs) (laughs) what's the um, the mental fitness coach for Russell Wilson what's his name Trevor Moat are are you familiar with him yeah Yeah. when when he did short story long a a podcast he said he had no idea about the social media thing he didn't know how to use it and he went on and saw guys like Gary Vaynerchuk and and was just just roasting them. like this is the shit people watch this is the shit they listen to yeah and but yeah. 
he's one of the few that I actually really like. Yeah. Who? Trevor uh, or Gary? Gary. He says. Uh, he says. Or Russell Wilson's guy. Trevor. He, he yeah. says. You just gotta work. Like that's his thing. Is it's work. It's all work. You know. He he throws in some of the. Well, not really Tony Robbins stuff, but some of it. But he's all about work. Yeah. yeah. You know. He's like, don't watch cable news. Don't complain Don't listen to, to me. country music because it's sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he'll, that he'll say, was amazing. And there has there have been studies. Yeah. Don't watch cable news. You you will be fifty seven percent less productive in your day if you watch three minutes of cable news. There's been so many studies. Three minutes. Like, wow. He lets people know I, it's really important because people are hooked on that cable news. You know, they love to watch it because it doesn't get you anywhere. It just makes you feel pissed off. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially now. <laughs> More than ever. Well, Matt, man, we appreciate you. Yeah, thank it's you. It's been so a much. real, real thank pleasure. You. Thank you. Absolutely. Before we get out of here, um, we just had Exodus on, yep. Globalization. Make sure you guys catch us Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time Pacific on uh, Sirius XM. Yep. And uh, up next, we have CRG, Austin's Finest. Yep. Um, and yeah, I guess we are out of here. Peace. Yeah. Thank you so much, you guys. Yeah, thank I you. Appreciate thank it. You.